This episode is brought to you by Blizzard. Play Diablo 4 free during the open beta weekend. Only you can stand in the way of the forces of hell. Play free March 24th to 26th and pre-purchase for early access. Journey through the entire first act. Battle up to level 25 as all five classes. Adventure with your friends in four-player co-op. Descend into hell early during the open beta. Pre-purchase Diablo 4 now. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Episode 5, Divots and Pivots. We got the Genesis this week coming off of fantastic Waste Management Phoenix Open. I said that backwards, but you know what I mean. It's all about the, the crowd at that one anyways. But thrilled to be joined again by Bud Copeland. He is becoming a regular here, so get used to his voice. We'll talk the specifics later. But Chad Eckert from the Fantasy Golf Podcast is also with us today. Chad, how are you doing today? Great. Thank you for having me on. I mean, I'm excited to talk some DFS golf, baby. Hell yeah. Hopefully your, your boss doesn't walk in on there and catch you. Ah, uh, my boss. <laughs> no, I'm drinking this coffee. I don't need it, though. I love this energy that we're going to have. Uh, before we went uh, live here, we we're talking, me and Bud are going to get going here. So settle it. in, boys and girls. Should be a good show. I'm buckling up. And, and, and Bud, always, the always positive, Bud, how you doing today? Did we catch you on a good day again? hey you're on mute man rookie mistake (laughs) look at that see listen i had my moment of zen you were doing the intro i was trying to find my peace my namaste Mm -hmm. but no april 3rd 2003 that was the last bad day i had you can look it up online if you want but we'll talk about it later no i'm excited uh pumped to meet chad uh barb has 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 returned barbara's back with us today so we've got the pod juice flowing and we're ready to roll Fantastic. Well, like Chad, uh, Chad alluded to, we are going to be focusing on the DFS aspect today, uh, mainly centered around draftings, but a lot of our advice is going to be able to go um, across across the site. So uh, wherever you play, um, you can always shoot us questions specific to Yahoo's, FanDuel, um, whatever whatever you play. Hit us up on Twitter. All of our Twitter accounts are here. You can, uh, you can hit us up and we'll help you out however you need. But for today... We're jumping into the Riviera Country Club, the famed Riviera Country Club for the Genesis Open. Beautiful course, par 71. Um, Poa Grass. We're, we're seeing Poa. I believe this is the first time we're seeing Poa this year. It's, it's been a lot of 
Bermuda, hasn't it? Or am I mistaken now? No, they, they po, you you are, but that's quite all right because I'm waiting for me to get get back east myself. No, Poa is yeah. traditionally that's this this is the last yeah. few weeks you have to hear the folks talk about Poa and Poa and Poa some more. So I no, you uh, we had a we had a brief had a brief reprieve out in the desert uh, at the waste management, but we're back to some more Poa. That's what it was. That's the what Florida swing. Yeah, that's there what it was. Threw me in my mind. But so yeah, so this is going to be good. It's typically a, a pretty average scoring course, so it shouldn't be anything crazy here. We want the want the good uh, approach shots, the short game, and you know, keep it in the fairway around that that 400, 450 mark. So, uh, for whole distance. So let's uh, let's jump right in. I want to I want to jump into some of the top names right at the top of the DraftKings pricing because I think there's two guys up there that are above eleven thousand, and honestly, they're there for a reason. If I look at it, they just got such such a track record, such a recent track record. I mean, Patrick Hanley coming in with nothing but top tens in the past five performances, um, absolutely crushing it so far this year. And he's got a good record here, so. The first question I want to get with you guys is they got the record, they got the the juice to do it here. Are they worth the money or are you looking to save up and and fade the top? What what's your what are you looking to do here, Chad? Well, if you've listened to the Fantasy Golf Pod over the last couple of years, then you may have heard me say that I fade the TPG, that top-priced guy. I typically never reach up and spend the money for that guy at the top. It is very, very enticing, I can tell you, though, with the John Roms and the Cantleys and that stuff, especially in a 129 or however many people are in this field. Sometimes you can reach up because the 6K names are a little bit more juicy. However, yeah, I typically fade the TPGs. It's going to be it's going to take a little bit of balls to do that this week because Roms in such good form. Not only that. He's kind of sort of motivated to get that win. He hasn't had an official win for a little bit here. And we know Rom performs well in California. So is it Rom in California type of thing? I mean, it's like one of the best California golfers there is. And he's been so close to that win so far this year with a third at the Farmers, a second at the Century, and then a 10 just this last week down in the desert. So, I mean, he's there. But but you're right. I typically like to fade the top as well. So I, I'm a, definitely more of a – a middle of the pack balance kind of player myself, but it's even the smaller field this week than, than you're even remembering. It's only, a, I think I counted 119 players this week. And a couple yeah. guys so far in this, in this field this week that haven't even played yet this year, like your Aaron Badley. So, I mean, you know, we're not going to be looking at them anyways, but there's a few guys that we can almost just kind of cut out immediately. It's really going to kind of narrow down this field of what the public's going to be playing. What, what's your take on this, bud? I agree. Where I agree with fading the top the top guys right now, at least the obvious chalk. I mean, you got the top ten players in the world who are showing up to Riv. Riv is one of those courses that the cream rises to the top. Um, there's mystique around it. It's old school Hollywood. Um, we, we've kind of buried the lead with it is Tiger's tournament. I mean, this is his invitational. That's why you see the smaller field, um, the, the 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 tougher conditions. Uh, the fast greens, because you're right. It's not it's not a bombers course per se, but if you, you got to hit fairways and greens and around the greens, there's a kid though that I haven't heard his name yet, and I'm a little shocked. But that's because our focus is fairly East Coast or Eastern time zone centric. And Victor Hovland, I think, might come out and surprise some folks just because. I mean, in the PGA Tour stats, he doesn't have a lot of rounds under his belt yet. So if you look him up, he's like 270 in strokes strokes gained approach. Uh, he's low on the putting. He's low everywhere else. Mm-hmm but he's been winning overseas. I think he's won like two of his last five starts somewhere in that neighborhood. He's up to the top five in the world. Um, I think, I think a guy like him or Colin Morikawa, Morikawa is up there, that top priced tier, but that's the one bite of chalk where I just, I feel like I haven't seen Colin recently enough to say I'll eat that chalk. 
Um, but I will fade Patrick and, uh, but I, I, I'm kind of all in on Victor, the, 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 the silent assassin as Keith Stewart over at ESPN radio calls him. Well, we haven't seen, you made a good point. We haven't seen Colin since the century when he finished fifth and then he hasn't played at least on the tour, you know, the PGA tour, right. like you said, and it's a good point you say, because not a lot of people remember to look over at the European tour when they're, or whatever other tours people are playing when, when they're doing their research and it's still stats, it's still golf, it's still form. And, and you got to take that into account. So I actually like that on, on Hovland and um, yeah, he hasn't played a lot on the PJ tour this year, but he did finish fifth last year. And people forget how, how fast and good of a start he had last year. He was like, he was, you know, someone who, as far as a DFS standpoint, he was underpriced for, for a good amount of weeks and people were just crushing him and he was delivering on value easily. So, so you're telling me he's playing like that on the European tour and he's just not showing up here on the PGA tour. Then that's a, for someone who's $9,400, if you want to start around there, you, you might get him at a pretty good ownership value. That, and that, that would be my biggest um, kind of nod to, to head his way is that value in the ownership. Well, yeah, 9,400. I mean, I'm into that. Uh, this, the problem is, though, I want everybody. I like everybody. You got Justin Thomas is there. He's coming in and with great iron play, and that's something you got to focus on. We know that DJ loves to play here. I think Justin Ray Golf tweeted the other day, that he has like the most under par, the most guy is scoring at par five. I mean, he's just basically the best man ever, Dustin Johnson, and you can get him at 10-2. Um, you got Hideki playing great golf. You got Sky Scheffler coming off of a win. Cam Smith started really hot this season. And Brooks is here too. So I don't know. It's going to be tough to choose. D- DJ has a good point because DJ, he's gained 42 strokes at this tournament, mm-hmm. oh, you know, in the past five years. I think I went back five years. Yeah, in the past five years, he's gained 42 strokes at this tournament. Easily number one in the field. Next closest is 35, who is Adam Scott, but we can get to him in the 8,000 range. But it's definitely a good call out on some guys who just, they like this course, and they've yeah. proven that they can do it here. Looks like you're about to say something, but I'm sorry about cutting you off there. No, you didn't at all. I'm just jumping on that DJ train because I feel like Riviera, Genesis, Paulina, it's all very on brand. It's, I mean, I feel like it just, it, you know, not not to go non-scientific too hard, but it I just like you take, you, take, you take a snapshot and you're like, yep, I could see DJ. Case in point, when you close your eyes and you think about who won last year with Max Homa, I, I can see Max Homa holding the trophy. I can't see Patrick Cantlay holding the trophy strictly for aesthetic reasons. No science behind that. Don't at me. <laughs> Hey, sometimes you just feel it, and you gotta you gotta roll with it. So I, I, I don't hate it. That, but um, Patrick can't like can freaking putt. I'm sorry, the kid can putt, oh, and this God, is where yeah. you have to roll it. That's the problem. Yep. Now I was gonna ask you uh, about missing the cut last week. Does that affect your opinion on Victor Hovland? Because don't we want a guy that's playing great, or are we okay with that? Did he get a little rest and maybe buff some rust off, and he's good to go? Or are you worried about uh, that? I'm not worried at all because I think it is it is you know time zone coming after his he opened his season across sea, overseas he comes over plays the West Coast misses a cut but you know fifty you know thirty thousand foot view he's trending I mean sure. you, you do what you would love to see somebody who's you know T two T two seven you know maybe thirteen and you don't see a missed cut in there those five five starts something like that but with a guy like Victor Hovland uh, by any day of the week he is he's becoming one of those guys that I almost feel like if he's in the field you have to give him some attention. Uh, and once again, being an invitational top tens in the field, you're going to feel that. Cause every time we start going down one of these avenues, you, you mentioned Hideki just a second ago. And he's another one where I'm like, God, I for, forgot he was there because just why would you, why would you know that he's there when you're focusing on DJ can't lay. And then of course you've got my secret sleeper assassin there. 
and Hideki's been quietly consistent this year, which is not something we can typically say about Hideki. He's usually all over the place, course to course. I mean, it's so frustrating to try to play him and read him, but you know, for once this year, coming in with, with three top 15 so far in the last five tournaments, and the other, the one that where it wasn't was a, a 30 at the Farmers. I mean, Hideki is he's on some of his best golf that we've seen him play in a while, and it's not a bad shout to so you can even get him for 100 less than Hoagland at 9,300. So to, to have him come in as someone who might be forgotten about, it's def, I love that call-up, but he, he was highlighted as someone that I like. He actually ranks out at my model as third in my model. So I'm on the Hideki train this week, which I typically am not, and I'm probably going to regret that because I always have. <laughs> well, yeah, you can, it's a little sketchy with the Hideki putter, but he's finding it a little bit more lately. Mm-hmm. I wanted to bring up a name, though, that I'm most in love with in this 9K and above range. Xander Shoffley. Yes. Go away. <laughs> what? Oh, you don't I'm like it, Chad? I'm with the Chad. <laughs> I'll believe it. I'll believe it when I see it. He's been knocking well, on no. the door for, for a long time. I know he's, sure. I know he's in good form. He won the Olympics, but the, but winning the Olympics, I feel like to me is, uh, I don't know. It's, it, you know, it's, it's like feeling, it's like winning an off, an off tour event, but sorry, I'll go, I'll go for it, Chad. He's your guy. No, I'll, no I'll, I understand that. Him. And there, a lot of it is for these elite names some of them can check a box and then be comfortable for a little while where we know these other people, like even Scheffler last week, you got Brooks is in a way kind of feeling like, Oh shit, I'm in the top. I'm not even in the top 20 in the world anymore. So he wanted to squeeze himself a good finish. Xander's this way and Xander knows it. He's aware that he hasn't won for two years. Now the dude is coming in off of a great finish last week. He's at 9,900 or something. What is he? 9,900? 9,900, I mean, 9, like, yeah. Yeah, that's a chill price. I love it. You can start with that guy. The approaches last week, plus 4.2 on approaches, plus 4.9 and mm-hmm. off the tee. Combined on a strokes gain tee to green, it was one of his best performances of his career, I think. Yeah, the best performance of his career, tee to green, last week, lost strokes putting. We know he doesn't like Bermuda as much as he likes Poa. You just you, and and that's where my brain was. Is I was about to say, Andrew, we can bring your Poa back into this. He's a California kid, (laughs) and for all those reasons. So I'll seed you all that, and I'll stick to my. I'll believe it when I see it, though. Like I'm not putting, I'm not, I'm not putting him in my lineup. I will be. I would much rather sit here next week and just be like, I was wrong because. I, I just don't have much faith. You are right though, because when you get to this level of play and the talent these 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 guys have. They can switch it on and off, and and it's funny because we'll sit there and say, "Man, I really need to go shoot a low number today." Yeah, that's that's how it works. Yeah, these guys really do. Brooks goes, "Shit, I'm I'm what? I'm 22nd in the world? No, nope, not acceptable. Let's go." And you are right. Xander's going to start looking around, and it, Ricky Fowler's another one that who not for this tournament. I'm saying I'm saying falls into the category of it gets old seeing your buddies win. Yeah, it, you know, and so I mean, but Xander. And he does know how to win. He won the Olympics last year and all that kind of stuff. I just yeah. and the Ryder Cup, but I think that's that's why I'm just like I'll I'll believe it when I see it. Well, his game fits the course too. You have to find know, players that fit this this course. And there's only so many. Like Hovland for sure has the driver to do it. Does he have the around the green game as much? Maybe he's been better at that lately. But if for sure, for the price uh, that you get Xander at, maybe even in the betting market at like twenty five to one or whatever, I feel like. For that, I've taken twenty five to one. Yeah. Last week, we saw it. He was third. Twenty eight to one. Where, 25 to one. The the horses for courses there that you you alluded to. Where's Bubba sit on your sheet this week? I mean, so Bubba. Uh, yeah, 
I know Bubba. Hey, he's not right. even he's not even on my radar. You just said yeah, you, you, when you alluded to like people who set up for this course. I'm like, right. how does that guy win every couple of years? He's wild as crap off. Well, he's got to be he's got to be a lefty apparently. You got to be a lefty. Yeah, either hit a hard draw, be a lefty, or just be a magician around the greens. And he's got two of those boxes checked. Now so he Bubba was had, amazing yeah. three or four or five years ago yeah, when he yeah. was better, Bubba. But Bubba had you know. I will say, like, shorter term, the last couple of weeks, you saw him at Saudi almost win, and then HV3 upset him. And then you got last week where he showed up, but, of course, he likes and did okay. He, didn't, he wasn't blowing me away by any means. I'm not a Bubba guy. I'm not a Bubba clicker, at especially this price that you have to pay to get him. Like, he doesn't uh, too much for him. He's it's too lofty for me as well with Bubba. Even though he comes in at ranking 31st in my model, that, that price is just too much for the risk. I agree with that 100%. If you would have won, if you would have won recently, then maybe that's a different story. But but knocking on the door and winning for at that level is a little different. You are splicing hairs at this at this level here. And he's kind of lost it for this course. He's got two missed cuts the last two years. So I mean, doesn't matter. He's won there before. Those guys. But but it's a course that doesn't change really. This is a course that year in year out you're playing it the same. And it's a fair question I think to ask is when it comes to this course that he used to love because I mean he had a win here, he had a, a top twenty here, like. Does something for him and his play style just did he lose it for this course, or is it just a mental thing now with him? One hundred percent mental. These and, and going back to though, you don't have to be in good form if you've won there before. Yeah. Muscle memory kicks in, and winning is winning for them is a it's a it's a mindset. It's a you know that that thing clicks, and doesn't matter if I've missed the last five cuts or I'm one hundred twenty eighth. And if I've won the Masters before, I feel like I can win the Masters. If I've won at Riv before, you know that those those thoughts, and that's where that confidence comes in. Um, I. Rain me in, Andrew, because I'll I was about to go to another player that I'm, I'm curious about this week. Oh yeah, hold, hold that. Th- talking stick over to you. Just because I do want to ask an interesting question that this conversation is brought up, and I think it plays into DFS quite a bit. Is just who is like a big name guy that that you do just kind of have that 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 bad juju with that you just refuse to play no matter how good it lines up with. Because for me, and I shouldn't say refuse to play, but for some reason you just can never get him right. No, I know what you mean. Like so, like for me, I can never get John Rom right. He always looks so good, and every time I finally pay up and pay him, he misses the cut or he disappoints. So like he never hits values. John Rom is just the guy that me and him are not in sync. Like, do you guys have someone like that when it comes to DFS? Bud, Chad, we'll start with you. Oh, Bud. <laughs> yeah, go to Bud first because I could. Pa- Patrick Reed. Patrick Reed for me, and I, not not to bring in too much baggage. And by the way, I'm sitting here talking about Bubba and Patrick. But anytime that I feel like I hear somebody go, turn out the noise, you know, this is a course for Patrick Reed. You got to forget all the other stuff. He's a pro. I feel like I give him a shot and he burns me. And that's the, it, it, because I hate, not I hate to say it. Maybe he's just golf's anti-hero, and that's the way it's going to be forever. We've mentioned that before mm-hmm. on this show. That every, 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 yeah, every story. <laughs> My brother-in-law has some funny stories about Sergio. He used to date a golfer at the university or Charleston uh, College of Charleston, where my brother-in-law was the director of operations for uh, athletics for a while. Said Sergio really is a grade A prima donna. That's the, about the <laughs> most family-friendly way I'm going to put it. Uh, but Patrick Reed is, the, is that guy who's super skilled. He's going to win. And then he'll burn me. He'll burn me. I'll say F you. And then it's like, how, why did you, why did you come out on top this week? Like, I don't exactly. get you and your, so I'd say he's the closest because <laughs> I don't, I, I just, I, I think that's just the only time that I can ever get in it. And I don't know if it's just that I hate myself for playing Patrick Reed or that he actually does burn me. Oh, bud, that's, that's the opposite of what I do because I 
always play Patrick Reed. APPR. <laughs> I am the CEO and the founder of APPR because of people like you who don't play him because he's a dick. <laughs> it sucks at Twitter and he does burn you. But the reason why we like Patrick Reed is because he's a grinder. He loves to just, he'll never give up. Like, this is the truth. Like, he's not one of those people like Justin Rose or Adam Scott or even Brooks at times where they just go, oh, I'm out of it. Fuck this shit. Even Siwoo will do this. I'm out, you know, and they're done. Reed is going to grind his ass off. And even if he's somewhat out of it, he still is trying to go for birdie. He's trying to do it well. I don't know. For some reason, he seems like the type of guy that never gives up and everybody hates. So he's always lower owned. So that's why I think always play Patrick Reed. And then this week, 7,400 on DraftKings, like that seems pretty juicy. That's now I will say that, the that, that price wise, that is very juicy. And I am typically alongside of you, Chad, as far as I love to play the ownership values more than anything else, because in golf, it's, it's, it's just the way it works out. If you can get ownership yeah. values, that hit, I'll hit the cut. You're like you're in, you're good. No, it's, it's the Bryson's, it's the Ian Poulter's, these people that are irritating and that nobody wants to like be a fan of. But yet, Poulter's they're only like, irritating during the Ryder Cups. That's the only time people hate Poulter. Other than that, they don't. No, even yeah, I know guess about Poulter more or less. Yeah, his social media game is pretty strong. He stepped it up is. a lot. I like. I like that he's pull. I like that he's pull. He pulls the phone out in the clubhouse when during rain delays and like post round. Oh, yeah, he'll be- I've seen more shots of Terrell Hatton with a diet coke and like a hot dog than I ever thought I would because <laughs> it, his most recent one was he was paying up a bet to somebody else. Maybe it was Ricky or Rory. And when he and he's handing him a hundred dollar bill, but he's flicking him off at the same time, and I'm just like, you know what, Pulse, I I got you, you know that's yeah, fine. No, he he's yeah. kind of changed his public perception. I think like five years, four years ago or whatever, like you could get yeah. Ian Poulter at one percent owned because he was just a, yeah. a polarizing jerk. Um, but yes, okay, I don't like having any real true biases. I think that always and nevers. I don't like that because even yeah. me saying always play Patrick Reed like. I'll even say like, I don't know about this or whatever, like sometimes, but at the same time, you got to do what's fun. You got to do what you want to do. And if you like a certain guy and you want to ride your brand, find, find a brand play, figure out a guy that you like, and then you just go in every week on him. And then what will happen is you won't end up with tilt because we do not want tilt. And that's the worst thing that can happen is that you do like Patrick Reed and you do say always play Patrick Reed. And that's your shtick. And then I don't play Patrick Reed at 7,400 at the course that fits him. And then what will happen is that he'll fucking win. And then I'll be so mad. And then I'm like, oh, my gosh. And then you're going to get into a position where you're going to go, now I can never play Patrick Reed because he burned me that one time. And I'm never going to play him. I'm not going to go back. And then you just turn into this guy that's got all these weird things for no reason. So I just don't want to go always as and nevers is. And especially when these these guys, they're dead. They're dead. Their careers are over. Molinari's dead. He's gone. Adam Scott died a few years ago, and he was never going to win again. People die, and then they become reincarnated. So anytime someone says, like, that Matt Kuchar's, his career is over, and it's like, it's not over because you, you see Phil win a PGA at 59 Matt years. Kuchar's you just, right where he always is. He it, just hangs out in the middle. Nothing's yes. changed. <laughs> But you just named you just named two guys who this is this week particular where you it's a head scratcher Adam Scott dead just corpse buried has has moved on and then he wins two years ago and you're going yeah what he shows and up. same thing with Cooch it Cooch seems to show he'll pop his head up he'll pop his head up at Bay Hill he'll pop his head up here yeah, um, exactly. you know he'll make he'll make a couple he's he's a horse for a couple of different courses uh, but I'm also uh, last show I went down I've got some personal 
connections to Cooch, which makes me avoid him. Um, but but you are right. I'm not an always or never because like because yeah. I will I will uh, strong biases. I will I. This is a whole crapshoot, anyways, right? You know, it's one of those things. Like you said, it's all about leverage. So I don't mind yeah. wearing my biases. Uh, Patrick Reed is one of those biases. The only reason I'll actually give him a, throw him a bone is because he had a cup of coffee with the dogs uh, before he went to Augusta State. So. I'm okay with, but I had to dig deep to find who's the one that I think I have that most acrimony with. And it's Patrick weed. It's, but it's not a, it's not an always, it's not a never. It's just a, probably the, she's, she, she's the most recent girl to dump me. Let's put it that way. Now I will say I have never gotten Mackenzie Hughes, right? So like, that's one of those people I just cannot understand. Like, how is he good sometimes and bad sometimes? Mackenzie Hughes could walk in the room and say, I'm Mackenzie Hughes. And I still wouldn't know who he is. (laughs) He'd be like, the golfer but yeah it's so really, he's not someone i've had like a ton of i've played him before obviously but I, he's just not someone that i've got like one of the guys that pops up on my list i go nice right. okay another tournament i can play this guy like it's just when he pops up i'm like okay let's let's take a deeper look because i don't believe it till i till i look further is he filler for you kind of one of those you you yeah. know you know you've got two spots left in your lineup so you start crunching the numbers and then you go ah Mackenzie hughes haven't seen that name in a while um, speaking yeah. of fun names, Maverick McNeely this week, after having a brush with greatness a couple weeks ago, and he's down there in what, like the 7,000 range. Yeah, he's 7,200. Um, he's dead to everyone, too. It's great. I, it's like 101 on the betting board, too. You get you bet a dollar to win 100 on this guy. You could win why? Because, mm-hmm. yeah, and because he didn't win a couple weeks ago. Was it was it Pebble he's Beach where he was, he was in the hunt? Or, <laughs> yeah, so and that was one that was something that jumped out of me. I don't remember why. But uh, I did think he drew. From last week, was he supposed to play last week? I can't remember. Uh, I don't have him as anything last week, so I don't know if he, if he withdrew. Oh, you I think he did withdraw before the tournament. That's why I don't. Yeah, have from him COVID, I, maybe yeah. one, maybe that was Zalatoris. I can't. Those two, I get confused. Zalatoris did have to. Yeah, yeah. Zalatoris did have to withdraw um, early last week. Zal, the best, yeah. the best was it Butch Harmon. He looks like a one iron without the grip. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's a greatest. Matt, uh, to, back to quickly to Maverick McNeely though. I mean, mm-hmm. he is in good form over the in the what's it called in the last like five tournaments or so or twenty four rounds. I have it going out too. He's got three top tens, and when it comes to you know par fours, four fifty to five hundred proximities, two hundred plus, and then when you factor in his stroke gains approach, like he's he's the one that's gonna as long as he's putting in the fairway, he's probably gonna find the green in regulation. He's or at least he's gonna be able to chip on and get himself that par to save. You know so. And if you believe in karmic juju, like obviously the professor over here does, um, we've had this <laughs> string of first-time winners last three weeks. I don't know something yeah. to it. There could be, yeah, because that—that's absolutely what moves the needle. And in, in who won last week? Who's turned it? No, but saying it's one of those things. That's more of me wishing it to come true. I would love another yeah. another first-time winner. I'd love for it to be Maverick McNeely, and I would love to get him at the seventy-two hundred range. So. Oh, is a good well, then, then let me let me tell you about another guy that's due to win. His name is Cameron Tringali. Okay, a Tringali truther here. <laughs> Wait, you know uh, I, I always like them. Tringali too. I'm there with you. Another polarizing human being that doesn't get ownership, and also I was shocked to hear a couple of podcasts so far this week not be on Cameron Tringali. It's Poa. It's California. It's a ball striker friendly place. The dude has good form. Has had a great fall. Needs the win. Motivated to win. What are we doing here? And he's like seventy two hundred dollars. He's a hundred to one as as well. Like those are the last two clicks on your six man lineup. You can fit the couple nine k names. You can almost reach yep. up to Rom if you were to go into this low seven k range and just fall in love. Fall in love with Cameron Tringali. I'll tell you right now. You do that, you're going to tweet at me on Sunday. Thank you so much. The other people are out there telling us not to play Cameron Tringali. 
because there's never won before. It doesn't fucking matter. Cameron Tringali is matter if they top won. 10, top five. He's going to have a bunch of birdies. We're going to make a cut. This dude is a grinder, too. I'm all into this. And he loves Jesus. We need Jesus on our side. Come on. Let's go. No, I'm always a big Tringali fan. Anytime I see him under, like, 7,500, I always write him down. I was like, he's got to be a value player for me. I, I, <laughs> I, I am a tr- I'm, I'm on that train, too. And I, he is top 30 in my, in my model this week, so – I am. I'm perfectly fine. He's he's the he's the perfect boomer bust to hit your value at at a lower price. So, and like yeah. you said, he's probably going to be way under own, especially coming his last appearance at Pebble was a cut. So, and that's, I cannot that's believe. What I keep, and that's what I keep. And that's what I keep finding in the in my golf research is that each week everyone's looking like three tournaments back, and it's so recency bias. And you got you got to just look so much deeper than that. And so that's where I, I think he's. You can probably get him for under ten percent owned easy. Oh yeah. And, and he should be if he if he booms this week. Good God, that value is gonna gonna put you at places you're gonna like to be. Well, let me promote my uh, podcast that I do on Wednesday mornings. It's regarding ownership. So if you're curious, Perfect. you know, ah man, is this everybody on this guy? Sometimes you don't know anything about anything. Mm-hmm. Maybe you do football or you do basketball and you want to play a golf lineup. All you need to know is who's the most popular plays because all the spreadsheets have kicked out those names. And so then you just log on and look at the ownership and you click four out of the top own names and then you click your brand at the bottom there maybe you just get one flyer out of the whole thing and you're good to go you got just as good of a chance as any of us we're all this is roulette people you are playing six man parlays it's like you definitely know that like this isn't nba this isn't nfl where you have an actual court that's the same every week you've got the same number of players that are going against each other in this football team's going to have as many plays as this football team and they're going to run 40 fast plays 20 runs and we can calculate based on the statistics of the human beings that are on that team that can be solved you can solve that spreadsheets solve that they don't solve golf spreadsheets are only there to supplement your gut because what you need to know is you need to watch golf you need to use your gut take a couple swigs of beer and then click your lineup in and you got just as good of a chance that's Wrong. a great point about spreadsheets though because like even in my model the even if a guy shows up in the top 10, I'm not necessarily playing him. I might highlight him red and say I'm fading him. For mul- it could be multiple ownership or whatever, my own bias. Whatever, that is but- also a strategy is to just look at who this model is spitting out and be like, oh, shit, everyone's going to play these guys. Can't do that. Because yeah. well, it dark- depends, though. If you're playing for, like, you know, for fun or you're trying to double up, go with this yeah. cash game style thing or whatever, and you just – want to min cash in these giant GPPs. But if you're going for the glory, the win, you're going for the top prize, which could be $50,000. You can't do it clicking what everyone else is clicking. You Not have to be a little no. different. So there's, right. there's, there, there's two, there's two things there. What you're talking about, I, I like to refer to as riding the dark horse to the bank, right? You, you got to hop on the one that nobody else is riding and hope that right. he actually makes it there. The danger there is the dark horse usually doesn't have a saddle and is untamed sometimes. So you never know where you're going to end up. Um, I, was a, I, was, I was a I was a writing teacher, creative writing teacher, all my life. But um, the the other thing that we're talking about here that's not on the spreadsheet is strokes gained home life. I, I, I did rip that off of another pod. Can't remember off the top of my head if it comes. Tour junkie says that. Thank you, yeah. thank you. T- I'm actually I was wearing some socks I got from them last week from the, the waste manager. They're great. So yeah, that's where I heard it. Thank you. Strokes gained home life, where it's like 
Andrew's Andrew's on point on on the spreadsheet. You're ranked top three in all the different categories, this, that, and the other. But on Twitter, we just found out that you got dumped, or your grandmother passed away, or and yes, they are pros, and we like the story of Brett Favre playing Monday Night Football after his dad died. But that's unique. More often than not, these we're all humans, and those kind of off field or off course things they do creep in and they do affect them, and nobody's perfect. But to Chad's point, what makes golf so excellent and not and we come back for more is it's March madness every week. I think I made this analogy last week where it's 140, 120, it's 160. And you really do. Now what makes this better than March madness is we're picking six Cinderella's sometimes not one. So, and you don't, now you do need them all to reach the sweet 16. If you intend on moving on to keep this analogy going, but point being, it is not just the, it is not just the, you can't calculate golf. Um, If, if, if so more than any other sport, there is too much downtime. It's a little too slow for, for muscle memory just to push through any kind of trauma or any kind of challenge. And you really have to grind it out for four days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, and they're, they're alone. I mean, yeah, they got a caddy, but at the end of the day, they don't have a caddy. They have an employee. Yes. They're friends. They're, 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 they're confidants, but they're business partners. Right. One makes the other feel good. And then they go through the roof. So yes, get your spreadsheets out. Yes. Find out who the favorites are. Yes. But then make sure you're doing your homework. I love Chad. I absolutely love what you said. You got to watch golf. Yeah. yeah. You have to watch golf because it's just too much, too much not on the scorecard that can impact the number. I just, well, my yeah. spreadsheet is just a starting, it's a launching point. For oh, me. yeah. I, it just, I just use it to kind of help block out the noise a bit so I don't waste my time. You know, I, I got kids, I got a full time job. I don't have time to, to sit there and research every single person. I, I got to cut it in half sometimes and, uh, or less or whatever. But, um, I, I do want to get back to some of the pricing areas because because yes. we're a half hour in now we're we're not even out of the nine thousand range here. <laughs> and, and one well, I think we wanted... covered some of the eight k range talking about Zan, we did, yeah. uh, uh, Bubba there. He's at eighty four or five or whatever. I wanted yeah. to ask you guys about Tony Finau, another That's guy. That's where I was going next. I don't know if okay. I can get him right either. Like I always try him, and I'm never right with him. Are we going to try him this week? So I'm fading him this week. I'm not yeah. on him this week. I don't like what I, I don't like what I've seen. I don't like what the numbers show me in the model. Like this is one of those where I get the, the two for three are bad for me, and, and it's not enough for me to look for some sort of magic story that's gonna, yeah. um, you know, push him to the top mentally. So yeah, I'm out on Finau this week. But what um, if I told you, you, you everyone is out on Finau and you can get him at seven percent? This is like one out of maybe less than one out of ten lineups has Tony Finau in it. And he I don't was runner up last year. He lost in a playoff. Should have beat Alma. We know that. That's what I don't think I trust him to make the cut though right now, uh, and that's where it comes. I really just from what I've seen in, in the way he's playing his game, I I just don't trust him. I don't think he's doing. He's playing consistent. He's got to have that same mentality, and he's got to be angry about it too. I think he did think what it's the same thoughts. Eighty four guy could eagle almost all the par fives. I think he has the game that sets up here. Clearly he did have it last year. He almost won. Mm -hmm. So, and if no one's on him, like I'm willing to give him a little forgiveness there and maybe say, Hey, is this guy been grinding on the driving range with all these weekends of all these uh, missed cuts? Probably. So when's he going to, when's it going to all come together? Tony does this a lot. Actually, he'll show up and be bad when he's supposed to be good. Mm -hmm. He'll show up and be good when he's supposed to be bad. And he kind of has a terrible putter. So sometimes you don't rely on the putter as much, but this course mitigates that a little bit more. So I, I think I'm okay with trying out Tony and a low ownership Tony. I'll have to see if he's less than 10%. So right now he's coming in right at like 9.3% according to Fantasy National Golf Club. Gosh, you know what's going to happen though is this happens every week because I do that podcast Wednesday mornings where I review the ownership. 
then Tony is the guy that everybody's pivoting to. Oh my gosh, nobody's on Tony. And so then you're going to be responsible for pushing the 13. Yeah, he's 15 percent <laughs> on because he's the pivot, and it's like fuck. So we all so, just ru- so right now he is also selected as at 33 percent of people's favorite in there when they're doing the using the model. Yeah, here, but so. the fantasy national people, those are sharp people. Yes. they're not the dumb public. So like the people that are making lineups on Fantasy National, you just probably don't want to fade them. You probably want to be – sometimes I go on Fantasy Thank National you. and I'm like, this guy's 12% owned. What the hell? I've never even heard of him. Yep. And then I go looking up and I'm like, damn, okay, he's decent. And then uh, and I'm like, nah, I can't use him. What do these people know? And then all of a sudden, this guy's up there at the top of the leaderboard all weekend. And I'm like, how the fuck did these people know? These spreadsheets gave the answer. It's like insane. So, so and to go back to ownership because we were talking about Tringali earlier, he was yeah. coming in around seven percent ownership. So between oh. seven and eight percent. What so, do you got uh, on? Uh, what do you got on APPR? I always play Patrick Reed. Are people always doing that or no? Oh. <laughs> I would say three percent. What? Three point three percent right now. According oh, to Fantasy that's National. that's what I'm saying. This might be one of those moments. <laughs> that's that's why that name was on my on the tip of my tongue because I I think I might go there this week. You gotta go I, there. I think okay. you kind of have to. No. This could I, be a love, very good I love when people use past stats to predict future athlete performance because that's not mm-hmm. how it works, people. That is not how it works at all. Those are past. It's in the past. It's that guy on the Lion King whacking the king or the you know Simba and say, Rafiki. Sorry, I hit, hit you. Yeah, in hit the past. Exactly. Boom. I love that gif when people talk about this because Patrick, you don't think he's annoyed? He's grinding. One thing I will say is that. By being the ambassador of APPR and always playing Patrick Reed, I fucking have to follow him every fucking week. And I know this happens. He's misses a cut in a row or a couple cuts, or it goes a whole summer where he's kind of bad. And then I look up and I see, wow, look at it. In 2019, he made 8 million. 2020, he made 10 million. This year, he's made three. I bet his yeah. wife is he's got pissed. bills to pay. <laughs> yes. So then they show up and they play differently and they focus and they act like every shot's important, like it's the Masters. And we know these players are. Oh shit! I gotta focus now. Okay, I'll. I'll they can focus. turn it on and off. Yes. If they want. So it's, they're pros for a reason. Three percent. You guys, again, taste. We're gonna have Cameron Tringali. We're gonna have Maverick McNeely. We're gonna pay it. Patrick Reed as our last three guys in, and we're gonna make a million dollars, and it's gonna be amazing. And you're gonna be like, whose podcast did I watch this crazy guy on? And then Divots and pivots. Make Divots and pivots. Let's go. <laughs> Divots and pivots. Find us at belly up. The one uh, like and subscribe, baby. The, the one. Um, the one guy in the nine thousand range just. Before we jump all the places again, that I do want to get your opinion on Before. is Cameron Smith at hundred. Ah. And this is what I want to the the way I want to approach Cameron Smith here because I haven't made up my mind on him yet is that he missed the cut at the Sony and then he hasn't played in four weeks. Finished fourth here last year with a missed cut before that. Like it's kind of like okay, the spreadsheet's not giving us a ton of information to go off of. But what I'm looking at is when it comes to courses that I've picked out as correlating courses to Riviera. He's top 10 in four out of the five key stats when it comes to approach, when it comes to distance, putting, short game around the green. What are you guys feeling? Take on Cameron Smith this week because I'm tempted at 9,100 as – I wonder what his – I'm going to check what his you could, you could right dro- now, you could drop. You could drop anchor down <laughs> under with Cam Smith if you wanted to. He's, okay. he, I like him a little he, less at projected 14%. I don't like him at fourteen. I don't like much. him at fourteen percent either. No, he'll be more owned than that, actually. Yeah, he probably because will, he so. it, he's not a secret. The the fear of the mullet, the mullets in form. I mean, it's the mullets in form. He likes Poa. He fits the course. He's surrounded by sketchiness. Where you have Hideki, uh, Scheffler won last week. No one goes back. Brooks is bad at this course and Poa, and then you have Spieth. It's kind of a volatile. We don't know what we're wanting with that. 
So then he's going to suck up a little bit of ownership. I, I would imagine that even, you know, maybe, or, but the reason why I'm not going to go to him is because I'm just going to use Xander in most of my nine K builds where I and see, and I'm fine. I'm fine with that too. Like that's why I was, I wasn't really sold on camera. I just kind of, he was a guy that was teetering on the edge for me until I just looked at the ownership projections and I wanted to just have his name brought up. Cause I'm wondering if other people are teetering on him as well, basically. Well, I'd go down. I'd even spend 500 less and you get sung J M. Sung J.M. is always a guy that I find myself playing for sure. I got his autograph, the baby boy, in my wall over here. And I, uh, you know, I love him. He's so cute. And he's like, <laughs> he's he just is so good and not, never does anything poorly. So, plus, I've read and I've heard that you have to be a good at Masters player here. So, someone that has played well at the Masters typically plays well here. You can see that in the lefty Phil and the lefty Bubba. And then... We had M was a runner up once at the Masters. Was it the fall one that he was a runner up? Either I way, think so I think it was. Yeah, it was recent, so I think so. Adam Scott, Bubba, you mean you've got a non pepper you know, the AK everyone. range, baby. Let's pepper this thing. Let's start our yeah. lineups with him. You can use Bubba. You can use Finau. Nobody wants. You can use Scott Fitzpatrick's playing great golf. Holy cow! Have you seen Fitzpatrick recent form? Good. So the AK range is definitely where, like, as far as my chunk of highlighted guys, it's definitely the AK range. I'm going to rattle off a few names for you guys, and we can we can kind of jump around to, to some of them. But the guys that I have highlighted in my AK range are Zalatoris, Homeless, Scott, Fitzpatrick, Gooch, M. Um, you've mentioned Bo- Bo- uh, Watson. I haven't. I don't have them highlighted myself, but this AK range is juicy. Do we know this? Uh... That where you're supposed to use the 8K guy on tougher fields where we're not sure. I think that I, I saw that for a while. So I used to ask uh, this Chris Hollander guy that worked for Fantasy National to like send me, you know, who won and what price were they or like their price per finish or something. So I could figure out like because I was trying to say that, yeah, these 8K guys are just as likely to win or do better than as good as the 9k guys like there's really not much of a difference we get the savings and you can put more of them into your lineup you know you do maybe sacrifice some win equity by not going to the 10k or even up to 11 rom but when we need six of six and they change the cut to t65 and ties it used to be t70 times so then less people are making it into the weekend so I am. I haven't this year used anyone in the six K range. Most of the time, you know, like I've used a couple and randomly, but at the same time, I'm trying to do this low seven K guys that I think are mispriced that are not wanted. They're just as good as the upper seven K guys, and then you just kind of go two nines, maybe even, or you go a nine and three eights, and this is like leaning more towards the balance side of things because of this cut concern. Am I out of things or am I out of my mind? No, I think no, it's spot no. on because, I mean, like you mentioned earlier, that, you know, this is it's an invitational where the top 10 is going to be there. And, you know, those guys are going to be the top 10 prices. But when that happens, good guys get pushed down because these yep. sites still need there to be a balance of pricing for, to make people question things. So you're going to get, like you said, you're going to get skill discounts in that 8K range. That's where you're going to find that for sure. Just like you said, you're going to find mispriced guys in the low sevens just because it's more of a, they're priced there wrong yeah, because to. of recency <laughs> buy or whatever. It's just because they have to be. So I think you're 100% right. The 8K range and then the low 7K range is the place where you're, you're going to find the mistake, the quote-unquote mistakes and the edges to, to take advantage of. Bubba's going to be that guy this week. He's uh, Looking back, his three wins are spaced out. He's like clockwork. We got 14, 16, 18. <laughs> and, and, and I mean – he, you know, he, he lost a heartbreaker to a good buddy out, uh, you know, in the Middle East a couple weeks ago. And I just think he's, 
you know, and, and, and anytime Bubba at eight at Genesis, that'd be like getting Bubba at eight at Augusta where you're like, wait a minute, this is his, he plays this course in his sleep for warm up before he even wakes up in the morning. So I, you know, plant your flag. I think I'm with Chad. I think, you, I, I think you can fade the top tier here because I think mm-hmm. just the law of large numbers, the quote unquote top tier, as Andrew just pointed out, is not priced all as top tier talent this week because the law of large numbers suggests you can't, you got to spread it out. So Fade the top, live with the eights, find you find you some sevens that you like. This sounds like my college dating life. Don't go for the nines or tens. Just find some good eights that you can run in. <laughs> Fill in the weekend with some set. I'm just kidding. Don't an- don't at me. <laughs> don't don't cancel me. I'll take a lefty, a righty, somebody who's good on POA. Um, but no, uh, it, 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 it's, it's very easy at Genesis, uh, or any of the, or Bay Hill or any of the, the Memorial, any of the not major majors, you know, the invitational level terms very easily to get lost in the glitz and the glam of DJ Morikawa, even Victor Hovland, my, my boyfriend. Um, but at the same time, value, go for value, go for the, go for the gut punch, sacrifice the win equity, because honestly, picking a winner in an invitational is way harder than, you know, yeah. it's second to second of the majors, basically only. Yeah, I agree. So, so then, the bu- oh, go ahead. Well, did we cover it all? I mean, we didn't talk about who do we we missed Sam Burns. So, I guess we could say his name. Uh, so Sam him. Burns is for the price and for the guys around him of someone I was just going to stay away from. Yeah. Um, the, the, he, we've talked about some of the other guys that I think are a better chance to have better ownership, better better boom and and ups, okay. upside. But if you like Sam Burns, I would love to hear the argument. Well, I mean, he was doing it to the listeners. I think he was in the final group last year and then just failed miserably here. Yeah, he finished third last year, so that that makes sense with that memory. So, yeah, you know, he's missed a cut and drew a couple cuts. And so that seems like maybe we had peak Sam Burns last year. See, I also know that these golfers have their candle. This is another analogy for your creative writing people out there. If (laughs) – you light the candle, boom, you got a lot, you got some light in your room and oh, it's burning down and it can only light up your room and it can only shine so bright for so long before that little wick goes mm-hmm. out and the wax melts down and there's no more candle and you got to start over. Some of these people do this too, where I'm afraid I'm holding the, Sh- the Seamus Power candle the other week. <sighs> I wasn't sure. Should I let go of this candle? <laughs> I let go of the candle and then he fucking almost I think he broke the record for the tournament and he almost won the whole thing. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I jumped off too soon. But then the next week he was got awful. So like it, it's, there's a fine line of hanging on. Cause do you guys play golf? <laughs> it's, not hard. it's not easy. There's, there's a constant I'll... ebb and flow of guys coming up, but the, it's, it's just one of those things that if a guy's going to come up, someone's got to go down. It just seems to always be the way <laughs> we've seen that with the Henrik Stenson's of the world. It looked like they're world beaters, tiger level players. They die a year later. Like you can't even find them. Like it's just it's terrible how it happens. That you feel bad for them. David Duvall back in the early two thousands disappeared yeah. real quickly. Like, I love the candle. An, I love the candle analogy because Sammy Burns, his candle was burning really. No pun intended. Oh, look what you very did there. <laughs> very intended. It was ver, it was burning very bright at the end of the last summer. I remember he was actually a dark horse candidate for the Ryder Cup. There were some people chirping like, "Get him on there!" You know, he's young. He's energetic. The thing is, the calendar switches. His his candle is burned out. He's looking around. There's people like Phil and Tiger who are on scholarship, and they've got candles. They've got a candle maker on staff, right? And then there's guys like Sam Burns who they got to go out and they got to scrounge another candle. So I mean, it, it it's it is you got to strike while the iron's hot and the the candle's burning brightly. Um, I don't think 
I mean, I don't know Sam Burns personally, but obviously judging from the armchair where I sit on high, um, <laughs> he's not going to go anywhere. As Kiz says, T20 right. pays pretty well out here. Oh, uh, he's a lot too. He loves birdies. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to, he's, he's not, I think he'll be another Charles Howell the third, or even maybe a step up and say like a Billy Horschel where he might, I don't know if he'll get a major, but maybe he'll win a handful of times, maybe a FedEx cup, a couple of president's cups, maybe a Ryder cup, that kind of thing. And by the way, you don't ever have to watch Sam Burns again. Cause I just told you his entire career. Are we going to, so we're not playing him this week. Cause we got too many names. We're already yeah, in too many names. Yeah. And one guy I really want to play, just because he he looks like he's just lines are perfect here, at least in my eyes, is Taylor Goochford. I just looked up his ownership. He's at like 15% projected ownership right now. Everybody's waiting for a Goochard to break through. Yeah, everybody's waiting for the next Luke right List. Or, yeah, yeah and, and it's so frustrating because it's like, yeah, this is the course where maybe he does it on, but if everyone else is on it, it doesn't really feel the same. It's not going to help you out as much. Um, it's just weird to see Gooch is ahead of Leishman, Henley, Garcia, Neiman, Kokrak, answer, nah, Casey. I mean, I'm telling you, how is, yeah, I like, I love. I think, I think there's too much of the, the bud, the Boudreaux, the outside juju people are putting, putting it on there. They're saying all these other first time winners, Gooch, you're next. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, he's, you well, know, he he's won out the RSM. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. So Sorry. He's so already that's that's why he's he a is, real win. Sorry. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still stuck on my Mav, my Mav McNeely kick for this week. Oh yes. Mav's the, Mav's the one. Tringali. That's the Mav. one. That's the one. Ooh. I don't think Tringali is going to break through, but I'm with you on playing him for the reasons that you say. He's always going to make yeah. the damn cut, and he's uh, It's just I've, I've lost hope on Cameron Tringali, but like you said, you don't have to win to win. There, here. there is something to be said about the 35 year old guy. He's who he is, you know. Like no offense, but you are who you are. Although, yes, yes, although are. Luke List is like 37 and changed his spots somehow in the last six months, so it could happen. We got Tringali, and it, you know Jesus has a plan for him. I love it. No I love it. Should we talk funny. about 6K, guys, and we can get out of here? Yeah, so before we hit 6K, I do want to hit on someone in the same range as you, Patrick Reed, at 7,500, Mr. Alexander Norin. Okay. Um, he was a hot item last year. So he was a hot item last year. He's fallen a bit out of the public oh – no, I shouldn't say the public eye, but it was out of, like, the big golf eye here when it comes to DFS – you know, but a twelfth last year, he's got he finished sixth at the Phoenix Open. I feel like nobody was even talking about him. He's got a positive stroke gain um, on the on the season so far. He's coming in at only seven percent projected ownership. It's a guy that it's one of those like like you said last click kind of guys where it might be worth a shot if it, if you're somewhere there. I mean, you know, I mean, sure, you got Reed and Tringali, who we already said we love right there around him for a little bit of less. So I'm I'm sure I probably won't have a ton of Norin, um, but I I just feel like. Between Casey, Power, Hoagie, List, like there's these guys around him that I think are just going to be more owned than him, and I think he's gonna he can probably potentially outplay him here. I wanted to talk about the fact that we're moving across the coast to Florida next week. Is it next week? Uh, we're um, done with this California Poa crap, and <laughs> I don't. I think we wait for Norin for that. So there's a few golfers that you can like, even Rory, sometimes I'd, I'd like him in a Florida swing than I do in a California kind of thing. Um, and people that are smarter than me at doing this have told me in the past that if a guy will gains 7.4 strokes putting the week before, it's going to be very hard to sustain that. Yes. And that's what my friend Norin did last week on Bermuda, a service he prefers. And now Norin is going over to Poa, a service that he likes least. So Very he gained the most ever, well, actually the second most ever of his career on Net Fantasy National, which goes back 
forever. Uh, yeah, you probably don't expect the putter can't continue like that. I mean, it's so hard to consistently do that. Chad, you nailed it. He's part of the, he, Alex is part of the, the East coast Jupiter junkyard gang down there with yeah. Rory and DJ and Brooks. They all live in Jupiter. They all have their, <laughs> their boats and they all hang out at the same restaurant. He did. Yeah. Last week. What do you know? Waste management. He putts. Bermuda. And then, yeah, yeah exactly. So I, I agree with you where Alex Noren's a name that, um, and, and Roy, it just, it does. It feels like once they get back to the East coast, there are certain players again, though. So back to your boy, I think that's why you might have a point with X going to give it to you this week with Xander. That's what I'm saying. Thank you. He's over there. Full just, circle. Ah. Let's go. X going to give it to you. Tringali going to give it to you. He loves Paula. Matt McNeil loves Paula. <laughs> Read. Okay. I'm gonna APPR read because I always play Patrick Reed, but I don't know. Maybe Snoop and Dre were at the halftime show. It's California love everywhere. I love, love it. it. You guys are awesome. What else should we talk about? Because I, I, you know, as much as I don't want to click the 6K range, I can fall in love there. If you're playing, what's a, a what's a what's a name? Click 6K and say a name that that somebody's heard before. Who's down there that Is somebody it? would okay. be a couple? You got Russell Knox, Party Marty. Um, you know, Ryan Palmer's down here. Ryan Palmer is a name that will come out in LA and throw out a bunch of birdies. Sure. He could anywhere. Yeah. Ron plays well. Hell Ricky follow. I'm not playing Ricky follow, but he's down here. This little, like how he is just dropped in pricing is, is nuts. He's, he's the, he's the new David Duvall. Oh, oh, you know what you need to do on these kind of podcasts is you need to spit out a name like Taylor Moore or Cameron Young, who you and I, pff, we watch a ton of golf. We probably haven't even seen them swing. I don't know if he's lefty or righty. I don't know if he's white, black, any. <laughs> I, I don't think know anything about the names up. But you sound smart. You sound like, ooh, how does he know about a guy named Taylor Moore? I had a, I don't, I've never heard of Cameron Young. Ooh, I'm cool. I can tell you about a name I've seen. You stole my thunder a little bit with Cameron. But I mean, Cameron oh. Young, <laughs> I've seen him show up on leaderboards, but I don't know what he looks like or anything. But I mean, yeah. No, this is the guy that when he wins, he doesn't even have a profile picture. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Got the American go Twitter. Find a find a couple personal details. Start the start the Cameron Young fan book page. Yes, then your Cameron Young tracker on Twitter, and but, then you can partner with kinda... the CEO of the Patrick Reed uh, Always Play Patrick Reed Society. Yes. But that is kind of how I attack the 6K range. If I'm playing someone down here, I just want someone who's going to make the cut at that point. That's all you need yeah. to hit value in the 6K range. So I'm looking for someone low owned who's going to make the cut. Um, and yeah, so you, you, you kind of you, you beat me to it there. But Cameron Young was one of those guys for me this week. He just he lines up with his recent play. He's never played this course uh, before, which is going to probably keep him off a lot of people's yeah. radars. But he's got yeah. he's he's made the cut in his last three tournaments, which was the the MX, the Farmers, and the Phoenix. Uh, and finished all top forty in all of those. So if you're looking for a guy who's going to make the cut, who's no one going to know about Cameron Young, I bet you if I were to look him up right now, and he's what sixty seven hundred, well, I believe. Everybody's gonna know about him now, but well, I mean, that, that, that's now, the but point. No, and that's the thing too. Everybody has that. Ooh, Mito. Let's play Mito last week. Joe Idoni, I do the preferred lines podcast. Mito Pereira. Yeah, everybody's on Mito, and then people. he's bad. <laughs> but maybe, maybe go back. So I was on Thagala the week before last week, telling everybody Thagala is this guy. He's a skilled guy, and everyone with spreadsheets is telling me I'm an idiot. And then I didn't go <laughs> back to him last week, where sometimes. What what changed? It was it's six days of planet Earth. Like we, not, you know, <laughs> how does anything different now all of a sudden? So like maybe meet all again and you go, oh, he's a good ball striker. He could fit the course well, but now no one's on him and he's less priced. Maybe you go back to that kind of thing. Yeah, it's hard to tell them because he hasn't played any of my correlating courses, so I have very little data on him. Well, he's um, a corn fairy guy. Only wins yeah. on corn fairy apparently. But. 
Well, exactly. Yeah. So that's why there's not much data, but yeah. So, so yeah, Cameron Young is someone I was looking at down here. Oh, I've um, heard the name David Lipsky and my friend, uh, Lee Aldrich told me about him on Twitter. Lee Aldrich does fan share stuff, but yeah, I don't know. Something about Lips. He's popping David Lipsky at 6,200. Sounds hey, like he made the cut at the MX, the farmers and Pebble beach, including a top 20 at the end, a uh, top 15 at the MX. So yeah, David Lipsky, he's, yeah. Uh, I'm just quickly looking at some of his numbers here. He's, he's one of those guys. He's not at the top of the chart, but he's got a lot of green in his numbers, which means he's right in the middle of the field. So yeah. For six the, truth, lunch, for the truth is, you guys, you just click a name down here, and then on Sunday when that guy's doing well, you claim, oh, I'm an expert. <laughs> I fucking knew it. Wow, wow, you know, look at me go. Oh, look at this lineup. How the hell did you predict that 0.5% guy? You are amazing. And it's like, oh, because I'm smarter than you. And then I, w- I work with a guy who, who, who grabbed list at 90 to 1. Boom. You know what we're going to do is we're going to grab Patrick Reed at oh, 100 to 1. We're going to grab <laughs> I Maverick McNeely at 100 to 1 and Trigali at 100 to 1. We're cashing a comma. Oh, baby, it's going to be great. We're going to love it. Oh, my gosh. You guys are awesome. This has been so much fun. We're all going to win money. The, 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 the coffee's the, running out. The, just, as we're running out of time, the last two guys I want to mention, I'm just quickly looking at guys who finished well here. It's like top 20 here um, that are 6,500 and a low. I'm not necessarily going to play them, but they might be people I, I research a little last minute here. Both Patrick Rogers and Wyndham Clark, both oh, top fifteen here last year. Okay. Both so Patrick Rogers not the greatest form right now. Coming off of two cuts and barely made the cut in the the tournaments before that. Uh, but if you're just looking for someone who has a good history here, he's got three top thirties in the past three years here, and at sixty five hundred, yeah, maybe you take a shot if you, if you're gonna if you look if you're gonna play the the top of the price range, you're gonna have to have one or two guys down here. Well, I like Wyndham. I was I was waiting for Wyndham Clark last year, and he never broke through. Chad, back to you in the studio. Yeah, you know Clark. Uh, I won a GPP with Wyndham Clark a couple of years ago. Actually, it was crazy. Uh, I didn't even know who he was. And Smart Golf Bets Mike Miller tweeted him out, and I go, "Wyndham, not I'm going to use him." So I used him, and then he was great. Uh, he, that was though when he used to be like this insane inside ten foot putter. So Wyndham Clark yeah. was known as being this driving distance fiend, and then he would putt really well. So that's just like an anomaly where you're like, damn, dude, if he can have a, a decent iron play game for one weekend, he could win. And nobody knew who he was. So I, But now, you know, he has – these are who they are, like I think. Like sometimes, you know, he's as good as a top 20 maybe, and that's about as good as you're going to get. But that's what you pay. You pay what you get. 6,500, top 20 is more than you need. Throw so, it in, flyer. So a couple minutes left here. Loved what we shot out for names. Loved the conversation. But we're at the end of the show here where, um, Chad, I want to give you a chance to to shout you whatever you're doing, your sure. project, your article, where we can find your show. Oh gosh, and like, I, like I said, coming in at the end of it, hit us with something positive, something inspirational. Change the oh, minds of somebody boys. out there. Yes. The okay. So uh, to remind everyone, this is DraftKings. It is gambling. You are gambling. Do not play DraftKings expecting to make money for a, you know your kid's college fund or that you can contribute to your 401k from doing this. No, don't fucking do that. That'll only make you sad and then hate DFS, literally. So just play for as much money as you know you're okay losing and your wife's not going to make you stop doing this for. Play for fun and use names that will reduce tilt. And the way to do that is... Open the thing up on Monday, click the fucking lineup in, and then shut it off. Move on. Because what is going to happen is you're going to hear from 
this Chad Eckert guy. I don't even know who he is, but he was saying Tringali. And look, at, I'm going to put Tringali in. You know what's going to happen? This Tringali is going to be dead effing last, and you're going to be sad. You're going to be like, why did I listen to this loser who's on Tringali who can't win ever? <laughs> I am sorry. I am just a realtor from Minnesota. I'm not an expert. Hashtag not expert is what we've said forever. So just do what you want in your own little heart because then on Sunday, you won't be mad at me. I love it. Smart advice. There you go. Is that good enough? If you need help, contact the Gamblers Hotline. Anonymous. I'm not sure what it was. I wish I knew you were going to say that before we came out. No, 1-800-GAMBLER. 1-800-GAMBLER in most states. Uh, I will say that on every Monday morning, I will go live, and I do a first look. So as soon as the drafting pricing comes out, freaking live, talking about it, reacting. Then, Tuesday nights, starting at 9 Eastern, a friend of mine, Joe Idoni, you can find him on Twitter at Mm -hmm. Tour Picks. Guy and I talk through the betting board. Right after that, I jump on with my buddies, Eric Quagnus-Martins and Josh Jish-Swish-Bennett, these fools that I know from Minnesota. And we just talk crap. We throw up our lineups and we make fun of the people that we picked and then talk a bunch of golf stuff. So that's right after called Golf Guys. That's on the Fantasy Golf Pod YouTube page. Then Wednesday mornings, like I mentioned earlier, presented by FanshareSports.com, is the Ownership Projection Show. That's live Wednesday mornings where I will download the spreadsheet of the ownership projections, I'll add in my own little take, and we'll review who's the most and least owned in each price range so you can get out there and make good lineups. So that's what I do each and every week. Follow me at Edina Real Chi. I'm a realtor for Edina Realty in the state of Minnesota. If you need to buy or sell a house, I can help you do that. Hashtag expert on real estate. <laughs> Is that enough? Love we good? Yeah, no, that's great. That's great. Uh, so thanks again for watching, listening, however you choose to take in this show on your podcast networks, on the Tiki Live, uh, Belly Up TV uh, station. Make sure to follow Bud Copeland at This Bud's For You with an E. Budweiser, don't come looking. And Chad Eckert at Adina Real Che. Was Che. Edina. Edina. Real. Real. Because I work for Edina Real T. My initials are C-H-E. It's dumb. I, I didn't make this intending to have anybody look at my Twitter page back in the day. Like, like I wasn't going to be. Now look what you've done. Now look what okay. you've done. But make sure to follow these guys. They're great follows. They're going to give you all the information you need. Come back. Catch us every Wednesday, 10 a.m. on TikiLive.com. Be nice Shout to each to other. Sports. Be nice. Have a great day, guys. Thank you. Peace out. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.